This is your no bullshit guide to a happier life. Quick, but not necessarily easy tips to help you to squeeze every last drop of enjoyment out of your business and your life. My name is Helen Calvert. I'm a coach, a business owner, and a parent, and I'm so happy to be here with you. I do swear occasionally, as the title suggests, so pop in your headphones if I'm not safe for little ears. Ready to go? Let's do this. Hello, and welcome to this episode where we are talking about pleasure as part of our toolkit for a happier life. Now, any of you who were thinking this was maybe a euphemism, it's not a euphemism. I'm not going to be subtle at all. We will be talking about sex. (laughs) But I didn't want to go straight in, as it were, um, because I wanted to start by talking about the word indulgent. I have heard a few people say to me recently, as a throwaway comment, as these things so often are, that something feels indulgent. And they have said it as though that's a bad thing. Well, it feels a little indulgent. And I'm thinking, good, yes. (laughs) Love a bit of indulgence. Indulgence is fabulous. Why would we not have that? So I looked up the word indulgent to see what the actual definitions were. And it was interesting. Because one definition is something that is a special treat or pleasure, done or enjoyed as a special treat or pleasure. That was the definition. Yeah, we know that. But there was another definition alongside it, which was about being too lenient, too benevolent, too giving, lenient parenting, lenient grandparents, indulgent parenting, that kind of feel. And I wondered whether that wasn't really where we're going when we talk about indulging ourselves. Because we understand, I hope, by this point, that we need special treats and special pleasures. But if we think about things being indulgent, we're starting to think maybe we're spoiling ourselves. And then we go off into all those stories from our childhood about how if you get everything you want or if you be if you're indulged or if you're spoiled you somehow you know turn out wrong become a bad person and it's all very negative isn't it now i'm not going to veer off here into a great big discussion about parenting but i would say that we've learned a lot in the last 40 years about meeting our needs and the needs of our children and some things that appeared in the 80s to be indulgent parenting it actually turns out are good parenting strategies but of course we don't want to be giving in to every single whim of our children any more than we want to be giving in to every single whim of our own you know every time I walk into Tesco's I want a great big chocolate bar that's (laughs) indulging that would not be great for my health but that's where we're confusing needs and demands for numbing. So if a child is in a toy shop and is demanding, I need Lego, you know, of course they don't. It's not a need, is it? (laughs) They might have a need for a good run around the park and some healthy food and a nap, but they don't need Lego. But what they're having is that pull towards the dopamine hit of purchasing, the novelty, the distraction of something new, 
you know, it's numbing them from what might be a fairly boring day. You've just been dragging them around the shops, you know, we all understand that. So when we're indulging, it is wonderful to fully indulge ourselves in what we need, but it's rarely a good idea to fully indulge our desire to numb. Like, I have got hard things happening. Someone said something horrible to me and I'm not very happy about how I look at the moment and basically everything's feeling hard, so I'm going to watch Netflix for 12 hours and eat all the chocolate. That is not indulging a need. What we actually need is to process what's happening, have some vulnerable conversations, do some exercise, start being kind to ourselves. So the 12-hour Netflix and chocolate binge would be... Um, indulging ourselves in numbing. So what does this all have to do with pleasure? Well, we need to be honest about what we actually need. And if pleasure to you feels like a great big slab of chocolate cake, sometimes it is. I mean, sometimes a great big slab of chocolate cake is just a sheer pleasure, isn't it? But sometimes what we think of as pleasurable is actually just a way of numbing us away from what we truly need. Now, the needs we're ignoring will be numerous. And I'm certainly not here to say, oh, well, you know, we're all just ignoring our sexual desires. And if we just indulge those, we'd all be fine. I mean, to a certain extent, but... The needs we're ignoring are numerous and I cover in this series of the podcast all kinds of tools which will be needs that we need to address. You know, we need exercise, we need healthy food, we need sleep, we need time by ourselves, we need connection, all these things. But one of the needs that we do tend to ignore because it doesn't get discussed in the same way as the others is our need for sexual pleasure. And it can feel indulgent. (laughs) Let's be honest, it's one of life's best indulgences. But of course, that's not necessarily a bad thing. Now, when I talk about sex, I am talking about, unless stated otherwise, (laughs) I am talking about what we do with ourselves by ourselves. I realise there is a perfectly good word beginning with M for that, but I'm not going to use it, not because I have any particular aversion to it, but I think it just, it's far too tied up for some people in all kinds of stories about shame and teenage life and let's not go there. For me, sex and orgasms are a need we have, just like all our other needs, and sometimes other people can be involved in meeting those needs and that's great. (laughs) Isn't that lovely and wonderful, but... Ultimately, it's a need we have. It's our responsibility to meet it. And, you know, our sex life usually starts with ourselves. And a healthy one means that we really know ourselves inside and out. So, I really try to include sexual pleasure quite matter-of-factly when I talk about needs Um, and time for ourselves. You know, I know for some people it's hard to discuss and I'm never going to push anyone to discuss something they don't want to, you know, they don't want to go there, thanks. For other people, it's really easy. It's just a, a normal discussion. You don't have to discuss it with me ever, but I really would wish for you to include it in your toolkit. And you, you know, you probably already do. But sometimes it can feel a bit heavy, can't it? You know, some of these tools, 
you, we might use them, we might not, but they don't feel particularly anything. You know, I might do yoga, I might not. I might go for a walk, I might not. I might do some cooking, I might not. There's no kind of heaviness there necessarily. Um, but with sex, it can sometimes feel heavy because we're used to thinking about it in terms of other people, who we have in our life, who we don't have in our life, who we wish we had in our life, who we used to have in our life, what's wrong with the person we currently have in our life. And it becomes a big, heavy thought process and something we don't really want to, want to go towards. But my wish for you is for you to focus on your own pleasure as a crucial part of your toolkit. And as I say, if someone else can be involved in that and add value to it, then that's wonderful. I mean, you know, it's the it's the most wonderful of connections. But if they can't or it's just too heavy a thought process to involve them or, you know, the hang ups about sex are numerous and well documented. So if that's too much, that's okay because we're just talking about our own body, our own needs, our own time. And as I say, our own responsibility. We know what we need and, you know, at a certain age, we know how to give it to ourselves as well. It really is just as valuable as the run, the yoga, the meditation, the downtime, all the other parts of our toolkit. It's a really important one. And of course, at different times in our cycle, it fulfills slightly different needs. It can reduce stress, it can reduce irritation, um, it can use up sometimes boundless energy. It depends where we're at, doesn't it? It has a number of different uses. I feel like it reduces resentment. You know, when we're feeling full of those kind of toxic, unpleasant feelings, often it's like, mm, okay, there's, there's quite a good way to let that out because what sex gives us, what orgasms give us, is a great big hit of oxytocin which tends to smooth out a lot of those niggling, irritable, bitter, resenty kind of feelings, which can be so um, overwhelming at times. It improves our connection with ourselves. You know, if we're talking about how pleasure, particularly sexual pleasure, can lead to a happier life, it pacifies our body. You know, with the best one in the world and all the things we have on our to-do list and all the things we think we should be doing, our body's pretty clear on what it needs and it will complain and whinge and nag at you until you give it to it. So let's just pacify the thing, you know, let's just calm it down. It gives us more patience and, you know, it's an act of, a true act of self-love, which, as you know, I'm a big fan of, true self-care. So it, of course it can be done as a necessity, ticking something off a list. You know, I need a good stretch and I need an orgasm and I need a green smoothie. Tick, tick, tick. Great. Or it can be done as true indulgence in the same way that we could say, do you know what? I'm not doing anything today. I'm just going to go for a beautiful walk and have a nice coffee and then have a nap. We can say, I'm not doing anything today. I'm going to take myself to bed. You know, it's, it's just as valid. It is so important. And for me, it's a glaring omission in a lot of the discussions that we see and have about needs and tools and self-care. And I understand why it's often omitted, but I just feel like it's such a, we're doing ourselves a disservice, not talking honestly about it, because no toolkit is complete without it. What are the bullshit elements? Well, <laughs> it's not a need that you can meet with just anybody around, you know? 
um, depending on our levels of self-confidence, we can dance and sing and do yoga and run about and do whatever we want with pretty much anyone around, you know, within reason. But yeah, fulfilling our sexual needs. Yeah, okay. You need, you, know, you need to be by yourself with maybe one other person or maybe in a group. I ain't judging, but you know, it's specific people, isn't it? It's not just anyone you find in the park. So yes, it's not a tool we can use just anytime and just anywhere. So sometimes we have to get a little creative and that's fine. Our mindset block alert for this episode. Well, wow. I mean, that could be a whole series in itself, couldn't it? Our mindset blocks about sex. But I think for this episode, I want to just touch on the fact that it could, for some of us, require quite a degree of self-forgiveness. You know, depending on our upbringing and our outlook and our experiences, you know, so many of our needs are totally acceptable. The fact that we need you know, a certain amount of fibre and a certain amount of vitamins. I mean, God, that's so acceptable. It's been raised to the level of virtue, hasn't it? You know, I eat fruit and vegetables. I'm so virtuous. But, you know, I give myself an orgasm on a regular basis. Oh, oh, don't know if that's a virtue. Don't know if we're even allowed to say that. Oh, blimey, you know, it's a need like any other. But we may need to do some work on forgiving ourselves for having that need particularly around frequency you know I I don't know how it is for guys I bet it's the same but I know for women there are some stories out there you know if we want it too much that's a story if we don't want it enough that's a story oh you know it's a whole head fuck to be honest isn't it and let's just work on recognizing the stories for what they are which is fictional narratives (laughs) and just remembering that this is a need like any other and it's a tool like any other and there's definitely as I always say about all of these tools there's definitely no need for consistency is there can you imagine you see we think to ourselves that we're supposed to get up at 5am every day and go for a run can you imagine saying well I have to have an orgasm at exactly 7.30pm every night it's a terrible time of day that wouldn't work but you know can you imagine But we do that with some of our other tools, don't we? We think that there's a massive virtue in consistency. And yet when it comes to sexual pleasure, we completely understand that it's as and when necessary. So let's remember that about all our tools. Some days we feel like doing this. Some days we feel like doing that. Some days we feel like doing the other. And that is exactly what I want for us all. Just knowing what we can pull out of our toolkit. So... Let's remember it is in the toolkit. It is just as valid as any other tool and giving ourselves pleasure is a need that is just wonderful to fulfil. And I would hope that it's near the top of your list when you're thinking about ways to make life more pleasant, more fulfilling, calmer, generally better. (laughs) So until next time, be excessively kind to yourselves in whatever way you choose. And let's just keep squeezing every last drop of enjoyment out of life. No pun intended. (laughs) Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening. Did you know that my first book is coming out this autumn? Check the show notes for details of how to join me for my launch parties. I cannot wait to see you there. 
If you enjoyed this episode, I'd be so grateful if you could leave me a review and don't forget to subscribe so you know when new episodes are up. If you would like to work with me one-to-one or follow more of my content, you can find out how in the show notes. See you next time.